Hey guys, Mommy Daydrinks here, and welcome to episode number 10, Intoxicated. And yes, before I even get further along on the episode, I know I am super behind, as always, always behind, and always have these excuses, or what feels like excuses or justifications. At the end of the fucking day, I'm going to just keep it real like I always do. I am behind on closing out this season. Yay, finally we're going to close this season. This prolonged season, if you will. I'm behind because you know what? Simply put, I've been intoxicated my fucking self this, since the last episode. A little intoxicated right now, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, and when I say intoxicated... I don't mean I've been drunk since the last time I was on the mic. I mean, I've been drunk a few times, but not this entire time. Wink, wink. What I mean mean about intoxicated and, and that notion and how I compare that to life, because at the end of the day, life is intoxicating. We've, you know, that feeling of you know, you're out at the bar or at a party or to get together, backyard barbecue, or just in your own fucking zone in your kitchen or your living room and drinking by yourself because you're just, you know, having time to wind down. Wind down. Did you see that? I told you I was intoxicated. I meant wine. Wine. I still said it again. I meant wind down. You know, sometimes we can, you know, fucking a bottle goes by and... You don't even feel the intoxication until you do. If you know, you know. So what I mean about that and and the correlation of life, sometimes we can get in those notions and those sentiments and those situations of intoxication because we're overly overwhelmed. We're overly just everything is happening at once and our mind is spinning and our body's trying to keep up and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to stabilize ourselves and stabilize our feelings, you know, kind of like going back to actual real alcohol or weed or whatever your fucking poison of choices, intoxication, you know, like, you know, that moment of, you know, you are fucked up, but we never admit that. When people are like, oh, we know you fucked up or, you you know, you're vibing. We're over there trying to convince them and striving to convince everyone we are not intoxicated. You know what I'm talking about? So kind of life works that way. Especially for moms and dads or parents of all, you know, of all, of all, whatever. Whatever, however you classify yourself as a parent because a parent is a parent. We, we find the, ourselves in these intoxicated moments of life where we carry the weight in silence. Everyone comes to us, our kids, our partners, our coworkers, our friends, our family. And if you're, if you're anything like me, and my love language is, the, is acts of service. And I also tend to be that dubbed quote-unquote therapist for everyone in my life, what they don't realize is that we also need a fucking therapist of our own because some days we are overly just fucking drunk of overwhelmment with stress. We carry everyone's weight on our shoulders along with our own weight 
that we keep in silence. We keep that, sorry, excuse me guys, I hit the mic with my hand because, you know, I'm over here talking like you guys can see me with my hands everywhere. At least I'm not flipping anyone off behind the scenes. Anyways, back to this. We, we, we don't talk about our own weight and we never put our weight on anyone else. And that's heavy. We also tend to be those people that we're the go-to, the fallback. And I'm gonna put into I'm gonna put this in an example as in a parent situation. Like you know, we have three teenagers and one preteen, ages from twelve to almost twenty. And sometimes you know, kids. Even our own partners, spouses, or whatever your, you know, whatever your situation may be, there's someone in your life that's getting jiggy with you down there. Whether it's one person, ten people, fifty people, two people, I don't really give a shit. But there is someone, or we yearn for that someone. There's always going to, there's someone there that's, you know, partnerish, if you will. So... We tend to be the fallbacks for everyone, right? For our partners, for our kids, especially at home. And, hey, well, I didn't get, I never researched this, or I didn't figure this out, or I can't, I don't know how to make my own appointment, or whatever the fuck. But she'll handle it. He'll handle it. That one, we're, we're that one portion, that one parent. That is the fallback parent. That's intoxicating with stress, with anxiety, with emotions. But we keep that to ourselves, right? We do. That 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 is a strength and a weakness. And then we get to this point of intoxication that the weight on our own shoulders, we can't even begin to describe that in words to ourselves, much less to anyone else. And then there's that whole notion of guilt. Well, like, if we, we also are toxic ourselves because we thrive on being the go-to person. What we don't remember is that we don't have that go-to person. We don't, we, we never put the weight of our own shit on someone else's shoulders the way that it is put on us so comfortably. But we're, we, we want that weight, it's it's maybe call me a masochist, call yourself a masochist if you're like me. But my point about this is because we don't do that and we don't speak up, we find ourselves in this moment, in these situations of over-intoxication. Like imagine, or actually not imagine, let's imagine a little throwback story here. I, myself, you know, obviously live that best party life since I was born. I guess it's just hereditary. I don't know. I, I have been in multiple situations where I'm, whether I'm at the bar, I'm at a party or whatever, you know, in my past and my previous past, my near future, hopefully, um, where I'm like, uh, I need to go to the restroom or I need to go like check my makeup or I need to go pee or whatever. And you're fine up until the moment you get in there and that bright light hits you in the restroom. Then you feel the little bit of a spin. And then you also tell yourself it's just in your head. It's not your body. But motherfucker, you look in the mirror, your whole body spinning? Yeah. 
that's kind of what I'm trying to describe with stress, life, and intoxication of everyone else's shit, our own shit. But we never want to tell someone that their shit is causing us to spin the fuck out. That we can't even handle knowing in, in one word more of their own shit. Because we, we're scared that... They won't come to us anymore, or there's going to be some guilt because they come to us. So we just continue to take it. And so you know what? If you do that in in the whole notion with the alcohol realm, the cannabis realm, you know what happens? You keep drinking, you keep smoking, you black the fuck out, pass the fuck out, or green out. And then you wake up the next day full of regrets, full of hating yourself. Life works that way. Shit like this works that way. We have to quit being those people that don't speak up and don't tell people, hey, right now, I, I, I want to be here for you, but I can't be here for you because I haven't even been able to be here for myself. It's okay to say that. We have to quit holding everyone's guilt in the guilt trip that we put on ourselves It's a lot bigger than anyone else's guilt. Because people in your life, if they know you and they understand you and they love you, they will respect you for speaking up about this. Now, do we run the risk of they of being the go-to person for the next round? Probably, but hey, let's think about this for a minute. Shit. (laughs) Vacay. Give me my PTO on being a fucking quote unquote fake therapist for a minute. Because at the end of the day, something that I really truly believe in, and not always have I followed by this, only in the last, I would say since 2019, we have to be selfish with ourselves, with our time, with our emotions, in order to be that selfless person we yearn to be. A cup cannot continue to pour if there is no water. Yeah, I've reversed the whole fucking metaphor. Instead of runneth over, how about it's dry, runneth dry. Because you can't do shit without shit. Runneth over, my cup runneth over. That just means the water's overflowing. My cup runneth dry means you have nothing else to give. Not even too much of shit. So... What's the solution? How do we how do we get past this? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I I really don't. I mean, at the end of the day, I could tell you start start journaling. I could tell you go to therapy. I could tell you write your feelings down or talk about them in the mirror. Write quotes with dry erase markers on your bathroom mirror to remind you that um you can you got this go go, create a pinterest board with a lot of motivational pins yeah does any of that work it does until it doesn't for me i'm not telling you not to do that because if you are doing these things and they're helping then good for you for finding something that works for you 
I will tell you that I have personally tried these things and I still continue to do some of them. Specifically the dry erase marker on the mirror. Now I haven't done that in, in about a year or so, but I, I'm that girl that used to, you know, write these motivational quotes or on my whiteboard or whatever, just to kind of give myself that reminder or sign up for the apps. They send you those daily affirmations or whatever. Now, do I still do those? Yes. But what I have done and what I have implemented into those things is what I really want to talk about. You know, at the end of the day, I'm only here to talk about my personal experiences if you can relate, if you can, you know, pick up some of these ideas from them, awesome. If they don't work for you, guess what? Then now you don't, now you know what you didn't know. So here we go. Some of the things that I've tried really, it's really one to two main things. I have started to really become selfish with me, with my time, with my emotions, with my attention. And intentionally, I have cut the shit out that doesn't matter. I don't even want to listen to it, gossip. I don't want to know everything and every detail. I have a problem with control myself. I'm a very controlling person. Like, I don't even use cruise control in my car because I'm not controlling you know, the cruise of the car. So come, you know, I, I, you know, these are things that I've, you know, that I've recognized and I'm starting to, you know, work through and work on. I'm not perfect. You know, I mean, I, I don't think anyone in this world is perfect. And if you are, then fuck, send me a friend request and let's fucking, let's do the damn thing. And, you know, maybe you can school me a little bit. But what I've really, what I've really started to do is to be more aware and finding those areas where I can be more aware and being selfish with me. So an example would be like, you know, between friendships, relationships, and family. I don't, I don't, I don't take the drama phone calls. I don't take the gossip phone calls. I don't give a shit. I don't want to know. Because at the end of the day, we're too motherfucking old for that, right? Let's not give in to the tea. Because I don't give a fuck about the tea. What I give a fuck about is me. What I give a fuck about is having the mental capacity to end and start the day on a good note with my kids, with my job, you know, well, job, I say job, it's, you know, it's not a job, it's, it's, it's a passion, it's a career that I thrive, you know, that I thrive and strive to do my very best because that's me, that separates me from being a mom, that separates me from being a wife, that separates me from being whoever the fuck everyone wants to dub me at. My career is something that I, it, it, it's, it's, it's a hobby because I love what I do and it also pays the bills. Um, you know, we are a two income household and unfortunately, I wish we were only one, and I wish I wasn't the one providing or, or meeting in the middle to provide, if you will. But, but anyways, so as I as I started to implement these thoughts in this in retraining myself, and and not being reactive, reactive to shit that doesn't fucking matter, I started to see this shift in my thinking. I started to really get into this whole notion and I'm gonna be really, really big about this this year. The give zero fucks notion. Like, I don't care if I, you know what? 
don't want to fucking wear a bra and I need to go to Walmart and I need just eggs really quick or if I want to fucking Instacart because I'm it's convenience or I or I find someone else to do something I don't want to do. I'm not going to feel guilty about it anymore. And I'm not going to give a shit if anyone judges me, including my own family that lives with me. That is, that is, and has been, one of the most freeing things in my life. And I haven't been so intoxicated with the bullshit that I'm actually enjoying the fucking good times. You know how they say let the good times roll? Well, baby, I've been rolling in nothing but good times. Now, this shit come along, bad times come in, yeah. But you know what? I'm not so intoxicated with other bullshit that I can actually, and I have actually been able to focus and work on the shit that really matters. Because the shit that doesn't matter it doesn't fucking matter. It only matters to us because we think that it should. Because society tells us as parents, oh, well, you shouldn't do this and you should do this and you should overly think this and you shouldn't, you, that's being selfish or this and that. Well, you know what? Fuck society. I mean, have you seen the shit show of the society we live in today? <laughs> they should probably go back to some of these um, implementations of journaling and therapy, you know, before they even get to the notion of understanding of being selfish to be selfless because everybody in this motherfucking society world that pushes us to this point, they're selfish without the whole... So, wait, actually, let me pause because I got ahead of myself. The whole point of being selfish with you in order to be selfless is I'm not saying to be a selfish person. I'm not saying to be a dick what I'm saying is, be selfish with your time, with your attention, and focus and worry and stress about the things that really fucking matter. Because when you can do that, you give time back to you. That is a selfless act. And when you can actually start to put water into that dry fucking cup we just talked about, God damn, you start to hydrate, right? That's the whole thing. When you get so intoxicated and then you have that hangover, what do you yearn for? What's that first thing that you want? Electrolytes, Gatorade, water. You're looking to rehydrate. Same shit here. So on that note, the one thing that I can say that I've been trying to really work on it is also getting my kids to this to this moment of truth while they're in their teenage years not waiting until they're almost 40 like me and wasting all these precious time in in their lives as they're developing into the young adults and and giving too much of a fuck of what anyone thinks and holding back on who they really are i am slowly Helping them find their voice as I refine mine. Now, is it bumpy? Hell yeah, it's bumpy because I just said I'm also refining my voice. And I'm also not only refining my voice, I'm finally in the in that in that time frame of really truly understanding and knowing who I am and who I wanna be. 
unfortunately it's i'm almost 40 but fuck right that whole saying of better late than never because i i'm I'm a latina honey we're late to everything well i'm gonna be late to my own funeral i mean i am that fucking person that you know what i'll be on good morning america and that's a goddamn story that you'll hear about because i am late to everything but i show up and i'm decided to show up for me and so i encourage you I encourage you to continue to do the things that work for you. You know, the things that, you know, whether it's journaling or or writing quotes or changing your screensaver with things that, you know, motivate you, that inspire you or keep you inspired or, you know, like those things I'm not saying don't work. Because as I mentioned earlier, I still do those things. But what I've really been focused on lately is me my energy, my time, and how I, how I devote that and not put in me not first again. I love me for the first time more than I love my husband, more than I love my kids, more than I love my career, more than I love anything else. And you know what? That has trickled down into a deeper, greater love for the things that truly matter, which are the things I just said, my husband, my kids, my career, you know, um, and I'm, and and I can sleep a little better at night. You know, I have insomnia. So, you know, it's, I mean, it's like almost two in the morning now and I'm wide awake, but, um, but I'm rested. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. It's kind of one of those, if you know, you know, but my whole point about this whole notion is, Don't stay intoxicated. And if you are intoxicated, it's okay to say you are. Let's quit hiding the fact. Because because if I go back to the bar example or or to the party example or to the, in general, the example of, oh, I'm not drunk. I'm good. We're only lying to ourselves first. When we also know at the same time that we're fucking lying and we're not good. So vocalize that. It's okay to say, hey, I'm not good right now. I, I have shit going on and my focus needs to be on me. I promise you, it will change things for you. Now, is it going to change things and create a domino effect everywhere else? Yeah, probably because people aren't used to us being selfish with ourselves. But you know what? Hello. You got to be selfish with yourself in order to even give those people that need everything from you or 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 need you in every moment of their own shit. You can't you you, you can't be there for them with an empty cup. So how do you refill that cup? You rehydrate yourself. Cuz if you have two people intoxicated, Let's just, let's just put this as an example before we end this. You have two intoxicated people at the bar, both lying to themselves, and both trying to hype each other up at the same time, right? Because, I mean, we tend to do that in general. Like, I'm your hype girl, bitch. I know I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk either, girl. Let's just whoop one another round. But the next day... You ain't fucking telling each other to hydrate each other. You're not saying, hey, you need another Gatorade. No. What you're doing is fucking finding every which way to hydrate yourself. Right? That's the whole notion of selfishness. 
So put that back into life and into perspective. Hydrate yourself before you come become intoxicated with someone else. Stay hydrated, bitches. And this is a wrap to my first season. I promise to get better with season two. I am going to try to get do this a little bit more weekly. Season two is going to be a whole different theme. It's going to have it's going to take a little different take. Um, I have learned a lot. I appreciate all of your support, all of your comments, all of your feedback, and most importantly, that you're still here listening to me. I promise to be better in season two and be more consistent because I have a whole lot of shit to say. I'm going to go ahead and let you know now. If you haven't had a let's stock the bar party, which typically happens when, you know, you get a new house or you move somewhere new. Let's just say you did. And even if you don't and have a stock the bar party, because we're about to get real tipsy together on season two. Keep it real, babies. Love y'all.